0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude, here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. Do you frequently find yourself at restaurants with friends, fumbling to figure out how to split the bill and calculate the tip? Have you ever resorted to seeking advice from your smartphone? Don't worry, we all have. A whole industry of iPhone apps has emerged to help you answer these very questions. But you shouldn't really need them. As we'll soon find out, the key to freeing yourself from your Silicon Assistant and figuring these questions out by yourself is understanding how to calculate with percentages. But in order to do that, you first have to have a solid understanding of fractions. So with that in mind, today we're kicking things off by answering the question, What are fractions? Let's start by turning our thoughts back to integers and the number line. In a previous episode, we established that integers are the group of numbers consisting of all the positive whole numbers, one, two, three, and so on, their negative counterparts, negative 1, negative 2, negative 3, etc., and the neither positive nor negative number zero. We also talked about how to visualize adding and subtracting positive and negative integers by mentally walking step-by-step along the number line. But what would happen if you were joined on your imaginary stroll along the number line by two imaginary friends, one much taller than you and another who's a bit shorter? For every step you take, from zero to one, one to two, and so on, your taller friend takes a longer step, and your shorter friend takes a smaller step and they both continually fall between the integer marks. Let's say you and your friends all walk 10 steps in the positive direction, after which you stop squarely at the mark on the number line labeling the integer 10. Your tall friend has traveled further than you and has stopped somewhere between 12 and 13, and your shorter friend has stopped somewhere just shy of eight. How far have your friends traveled? Well, sadly, there aren't any integers that can answer this question because integers are whole numbers like 12 and 13. But surely there must be numbers between each of the integers. We know your friends have traveled some numerical distance. And, of course, there are numbers there. The apparently empty spaces between the integers on the number line are actually teeming with infinitely many fractional numbers. That is, numbers that have a fractional or non-whole number part. You might know them better as fractions. Are fractions integers? No, they're all the numbers between the integers. The easiest type of fractions to understand are built by turning the integers on their heads. Every integer has what's called a reciprocal, which is obtained by dividing 1 by that integer. For example, the reciprocal of 1 is 1 over 1. The reciprocal of 2 is 1 half, 1 over 2. The reciprocal of 3 is 1 third, and so on. You could conceivably create a list of all such fractions by walking positive integer steps along the number line and calling out the reciprocal of the integer at each position. Eventually, you'd start getting to big numbers—1 99th, 1 100th, and then eventually even bigger—1 999th, 1 1, 1,000th, and then even bigger, forever. You can think of all these fractions as pieces of a pie, or portions of a mile, kilometer, lifetime, or whatever. Adopting the pieces of pie analogy, the reciprocal of the integer 1 is 1 over 1, which is equivalent to 1, representing 1 whole pie. The reciprocal of the integer 2 is 1 half which represents one piece of a pie that is evenly divided in two. In other words, one-half a pie. Similarly, the reciprocal of the integer 3 represents one-third of a pie, and so on. The bigger the integer we start with, the smaller the reciprocal, and therefore the smaller the fraction. For example, a slice that's one-third of a pie is much bigger than a slice that's one-twelfth of a pie, and a slice that's one-ninety-ninth of the pie would be minuscule. No matter how small a fraction is, you can always find smaller fractions by taking the reciprocal of yet larger integers. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I must admit, I'd never heard the term vulgar fraction until I started preparing this episode. And since quirky and vibrant terms like this are rare in math, I couldn't help but introduce it to you. The word vulgar here is used as a synonym for common, so the term vulgar fractions" simply refers to common fractions. But what are these common fractions? Well, common fractions are all the numbers that have an integer in their numerator, the top number, and a non-zero integer in their denominator, the bottom number. The fractions we've dealt with so far, like one-third and one-fourth, certainly are common, but fractions like two-thirds, three-quarters, and sixty-three seventy-seconds, with numbers other than one in their numerator, are common, too. Also, all the fractions we've talked about so far have been smaller than one, but there's no reason fractions can't be larger than one, too. So, fractions like four-thirds, seven-fourths, and an infinite number of others are all perfectly common, too. That's all the math we have time for today. But rest assured, we'll be talking a lot more about fractions and how to interpret and work with them in upcoming episodes. In the meantime, here's a problem for you to think about. Why can't the denominator, that is the bottom number, of a fraction be zero? Look for my explanation in the weekly solutions video posted each week to the videos section of the Math Dude's Facebook page and to YouTube. Remember, you can listen to, read, and subscribe to all the Math Dude episodes as well as the other great Quick and Dirty Tips podcast at quickanddirtytips.com. Please email math questions and comments to mathdude at quickanddirtytips.com. Follow the Math Dude on Twitter at twitter.com slash jasonmarshall and become a fan on Facebook. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with the Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to make math easier. Thanks for listening, math fans. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022.